0: Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This, this is Twanda. Hey, and this is Ramel.
1: Hey, Ramel. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have had the best day out and about driving around in the car, just looking at clouds. That was like the best thing. It's about the only thing, isn't it? <laughs> I thought... I. I tr- okay. Good point. Although technically, uh-huh. North Carolina is back open. Everything is open. Uh-huh. Movies are open.
0: You know, I really, I cars. haven't. You, you haven't even paid attention. No, I've been working so hard. I haven't been watching that much TV.
1: Oh, that's good because I have, which is why I had to get out of the house, and drive around <laughs> the car. I mean, the news is bananas, and you just need yeah. a mental health break and go and do and, and appreciate and- nature.
0: That's such a good a thing. I a
1: lot of time outside today. Well, that's good. I didn't, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I'm excited gosh. about our episode today. Me too. And quite frankly, Romel, it was you who brought it to my attention. Can you tell us how we got started with uh, our navigating your career?
0: Yes. How- well, I. Um, Listen to our guest on another podcast. So I'm going to shout out um, her space podcast right now because they had this wonderful guest by the name of Farah Bernier, and um, she talked about executive coaching. And I just was like, "Oh, I got to talk to her. I've got to talk to her. She has to be <laughs> on our podcast." So yeah, I did a little fevery, a little you know, light lifting. it's it's appreciating what you see and
1: well it's not i know you were interested i'm interested too because to be honest i don't know what i want to be when i grow up Uh, i'm still trying to figure part of that stuff out and and the term coaching kind of sounds like it could help me because i know what people mean when you know i understand the the term coaching although it does sound a lot like counseling to me so we'll get into that later but then there's a coaching that's like drop down and give me 20, you know, and it was like, okay, I don't, that doesn't sound good, and, but it says the executive, so it's related to the job, and I could use some advice, so ultimately, it was like, yeah, Romel, we need to get answers, because I, I don't have those answers myself.
0: Exactly.
1: Which exactly. led us, and Farrah, I'm so glad you said uh, yes, so, you know, she yeah. said yes, and we have her here today, let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Farah Bernier is the founder and principal coach of Living Fabulously Fierce, a coaching company prioritizing partnership with individuals committed to living with AIM. That stands for Authenticity, Intention, and Masterful Execution. And I think uh-huh. finger snaps followed that <laughs> right there. It is through her company that she prioritizes the principles of her own personal brand building model that positions her clients to most proactively lead lives that they are most proud of. Y'all, I need this right now. Didn't love. I tell you Let's why I had to have some her?
2: more. Welcome to the show, Farah. Thank you so much for having me. That was one of the best intros I've ever had. So grateful to be here. Oh, we're oh. so grateful to have you.
0: Yes, absolutely. So um, I just need to know, I mean, like when we hear the words executive coaching, girl, that sounds intimidating. Like for real. what
2: just, can you just like break it down for us? What is yeah. it? Well, first I want to talk about why it's so intimidating. It, I think, and, and you'll have to tell me why it's intimidating for you. Mm -hmm. I think it's intimidating because it's so mysterious. And then then with it being mysterious, we're using terms like executive Mm -hmm. and then coaching. And we don't, generally speaking, people don't really know what that is besides the coach in the gym or your team coach or what have you, right? Right, right. So I always say to everyone, when I say executive coaching, I'm saying you're the executive of your life. And if you'd like to Mm -hmm. partner with me, I offer the coaching, you just show up as you and we, we get to how you wanna live, manage, execute your life. So for me, the executive and executive coaching is less, to, less about you know what we may interpret as like corporate executive or organizational exec, executive, entrepreneurial executive, what have you, it's you're the executive of your life. And so how as the CEO of your life, do you wanna show up Operate. What don't you want to do? Like, what what are the things, and mm-hmm. how do we partner together to get you to that living fabulously fierce mode of operating? Oh,
1: wow, that is so much better than what was flying around in my head. I mean, that <laughs> is so much better. That I'm glad it's not a drop and give me something. Nah, than, I mean, you know, and I'm not in I mean, you,
0: so, you know, I'm I bet like, you there's a little bit of that in there, right? I mean. Yeah, you just don't come to that
2: without some kind of work. Yeah, you gotta do some homework, right? Accountability. Okay. Yeah, there's always homework with me. There's always homework with me. Um, and I will like to your point, like there's some of that in there. I will tell you with my clients who I've worked with longer, you you can tell you're a newer client with me when I say, Okay, Tawana, can I just give you some homework right off the bat and that's like, cause I'm, you know, we're building our rapport We're we're trying to build our partnership. But if I'm like, Tawanda, I'm just going to give you some homework and it needs to get done. We've worked together for a very long time and it's that non-gym specific, yeah, I need 10 more pushups or, you know, give me another pull up or what have you. It really depends on how far along we are in our coaching partnership. I actually threw that out there. I had a few clients this morning That out there to one client, she's my first client in the morning, and I said, Okay, can I give you some homework right off the bat? She's like, When have you ever asked me for permission? When have you ever? I'm like, Yeah, it's gonna be nice. You know, I'm only halfway through my cup of coffee, but yeah, you need to do this, you know? And so I think um, the other thing that goes with that is a coach is, it should be a committed relationship. I don't think it needs to be forever and a day. I really do not. Mm -hmm. But I think to seek out a coach and only leverage one or two sessions, you're getting spot checks, you're not getting a partnership. And what you really want is a partnership um, for whatever short-term goals you have, at least to start, and then decide if you want to continue with your long-term goals with 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 a coach.
1: All right. I, I want to ask a question about that because that means I need to know what you are about. I need to know if we're going to have a personal committed relationship, uh, then I you know I need to know that we jive together. I guess right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so how how does how does that type of relationship happen? Um, you know, first thing I'm thinking is you'd probably say your wonderful definition that you just gave us about what is coaching and then I would feel better. Okay. And, and, and then, but how, how do I know we can jive and establish that type of thing in your um, professional relationship?
2: Well, to start, I think it begins on how, how we got to connecting. So, before 2020, coronavirus, all things shelter in place and quarantine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, most folks found me and I found them via speaking engagements at conferences that I attended um, and, and served as speaker for. And so inevitably, um, after a speaking engagement, a number of women would come up and ask, you know, a, t- a ton of questions, appropriately so. And then from there, a number of them would want to start working together. And so for them, they've seen me speaking for at least 30 minutes, right? They know if the, they like the woman they see on, see on stage or not. Um, and if they like her, they want to talk to her to see, okay, can I work with you? 2020 has been a little different where even more than in the past, my, and I call it my VIP coaching roster because I don't, I don't, um, have a roster of just anybody and everybody. We do see if we jive, that's me and you, and it's not 50 people. I keep my roster pretty small because it's that important to me. It's about quality of the partnership versus the number of the partnerships. So that's something I also encourage people to look at, you know, is the coach someone who has over a hundred clients? Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it a hundred clients that is transactional experience versus focused on you? Something to think about. But this year, a number of folks are coming to me um, via referral and also as a result of different, quote unquote, other speaking engagements like Mm -hmm. podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this year, what people are also leveraging as a result of it being not seeing me, um, not having that extended me on a stage so they can view what I like her, what I jog with her it's the consultation experience. So what will happen with me is if someone's interested in coaching, there's two packages. I'm very simple. Um, So pick two packages, uh, select one of two packages. If you're not definitely certain, that makes perfect sense. Especially if you have never thought of coaching before, but what we do is we do a consultation during that consultation, 15 minutes um, we connect and we just see what are your goals? What, Is it that you want out of a partnership with a coach? And I'm very intentional. It's not what do you want out of a partnership with Farrah Brainy. It's what do you want out of your partnership with a coach? And the reason is I actually really, really, really do care about this space. So if in our 15 minutes, I agree, yeah, a coach could benefit you. But I don't think I'm the coach for you. I'm going to help you get a coach. And I've done that multiple times. Um, And I will tell you what is most... um, when I refer someone to a different coach is that they, this is just my experience, it's usually someone who is a mother and needs really that connection with another mother, a coach who is a mother, and can talk about things that yes, I understand from a peripheral standpoint, mm-hmm. but I'm not someone who has a 20 year old and I'm, I'm using an example, a 20 year old and I'm struggling because we didn't think we were going to be living together this entire year. He needs to go back to school. <laughs> I love it. No, and it's like That's I, I we can't, we can get through certain things about that, th- that situation. Like if it's, I want to know how to build my brand as, co-parent and executive who's in this new situation I can do that but if it really is coaching about operating in a mode of parenting that you need another model for I would be really you know not operating with integrity if I said oh yeah sure let's do that you know uh, we may end up working together. I've had people who have referred to other coaches come back to me and that's fine, but I want to get you who the right person. Is. so it starts with that co- consultation um, to kind of see do we jive? Is this a partnership that's worth investing in? Um, okay. okay so sorry, yeah.
1: you have been your words have taken me to have to ask now <laughs> is yeah. executive coaching just code for therapy because. It sounds like yes, this is perfect. Also, sounds
2: therapeutic.
1: It may be very therapeutic. Like for I will tell you. know anybody.
2: Mm-mm. Oh no, no, no! I'm very clear. It, it's it, it can be very therapeutic, but anybody, any coach who says that it is therapy and does not have a therapy, um, a psychologist or psychiatry um, license degree please run because those are two very different things and the different things are or or criteria is a therapist is usually someone who looks at at your present day but from the lens of investigating your past Mm -hmm. right you're showing up in xyz mode what from the past is leading to that how do we deep dive into some stuff we may need to uncover to make you whole and okay right here, right now, today. Don't let me do that. I don't have a degree in that. I do not, that is dangerous. I mean, I'm really interested in people, so I'll sit back and listen. It'll be really cool in conversation, but that's just me being nosy. That's really, right, like literally. But, it, but as a coach, mm-hmm. as a coach, the difference is that I'm looking at you here and, here and right now, and you're telling me here's where I am right here right now, but this is where I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. My job is to partner with you to go future focused and try to mitigate the gap between the knowing and unknowing of the steps you need to get to to accomplish your goals. Now, there may be some points at which I'd say, okay, some behaviors have showed up. That are telling me we may need to pause our partnership, mm-hmm. and I would encourage you to consider partnering with a therapist at least for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have done that. Twice. I have done that twice. It's it's nothing to me to be responsible when someone is showing up with behaviors um, that I cannot diagnose because I'm not supposed to. Right. That I know are not quote unquote, usual, and that I know that I'm out of my lane. Yeah. So short answer being a therapist is someone who looks to your past to help you in your today. A coach prioritizes understanding today as well as where you're trying to get to tomorrow and partner with you to through that journey. Now, the rock star of all rock stars are the people who have both, um, Expertise in therapy and expertise. I think that is amazing. Some coaches would disagree with me on that. But I say if you find someone who has both, you really have found a really, really good resource. I am not that. I'm fabulous as a coach. But don't let me get into your business on the history side.
0: Well, let me ask you, Farah. Um, before I heard you speak about executive coaching, I had never heard it from, I would say, a perspective of a woman of color. I don't like, I don't hear women say, oh, you know, I went to get coaching today. You know, maybe the, you know, maybe your trainer or something like that, but not executive coaching. And so I wonder, like, are we missing from this? Are we missing from this arena? Yes, her, yes,
2: like, yes. Yeah. Um, and it's heartbreaking for me. Yeah. Say that again. Okay. So that's you
1: know maybe that's what while well, we haven't seen a whole lot of it. I don't have a lot of friends say oh yeah I went to my executive coach for anything. I, mm-hmm. I haven't heard that so that's why you're here because we just didn't know much about it and we felt like we should probably know more about it. Yeah. And yeah. I will. Yeah. Say, I wanted to throw in that, you know, in the time of um, where Black Lives Matter is really getting a lot of attention, especially from corporate organizations, um, their uh, organizations are looking at their policies and, and evaluating that. And, I wa- and I, it made me think and, and realize, no, I already knew this, but it made me think about um, the fact that Black women... Uh, would our, women in general get paid less than men on the job. And mm-hmm. I imagine that if we evaluated how often black women were promoted and get higher level positions, that would probably look um, quite different than our um, lighter complexion uh, <laughs> others. But so what I wanted to know is is, it, is, is coaching particularly helpful or can it be helpful for black women To help us kind of navigate
2: the the corporate. I'm gonna answer your yeah. I'm gonna answer your question with with a different angle. Coaching has helped white men. Ah, And they're mm -hmm. pretty. They're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, coaching is helping white women. Mm -hmm. They're doing all right. So. I think it's less about can it help and more about understanding why, number one, why the people who leverage coaches leverage them and then reframe our lens around why you would engage a coach. So the reason and the answer is pretty much the same when sometimes when folks hear I got an executive coach or I got a coach, they hear someone thought I had a development, a develop developmental area that I needed to focus on. And so they got me a coach and what happens most of the time for women and especially for women of cl- of color. And I was talking to a new client about this earlier today as well. She just signed up today is that we get, Oh, and I'm generalizing taking license to here. We get, you know, she's really great, but those communication skills, I'd want it to be better. And Let's just get our coach. Well, first of all, what are we saying when we say her communication skills? What, what do you mean by that, right? So mm-hmm. we're not digging into the feedback that we're given um, from others to really determine what do I do with this? And then without clarity and definition around what is a development opportunity for us or maybe a development opportunity for us, it's glommed on with, okay. I, as your manager, I don't have time to go sit and coach with you to get you better. And really, if I'm really honest, I'm afraid to give you feedback. Um, So I'm going to just throw a coach at you. And then that's what's happening in corporate. Um, And then folks get a coach, and they don't actually always know how to leverage that engagement. And then there is mostly Black women who also don't realize, you, you can ask for this. You can invest in yourself in this and it is important and look at it instead of this is the reframe instead of leveraging it as a development opportunity what about looking at it as a competitive advantage and I say that as a coach who has a coach I I just met with my coach on Tuesday I'm not playing games my coach works with me like and I will I will probably and I only say probably because you may outgrow and need to you know find a new coach for different levels of things with different areas of expertise but we'll continue with her at, at least through this level of my career until the next level where I might get a different coach or or focus in in a different area of coaching mm-hmm. but coaching is beyond measure valuable mm-hmm. valuable for what depends on what you're looking for and how you really engage in that coaching partnership to make it work for you got you
0: I think that's I think that's very powerful because when you take the lens of when you just take the lens of like well what are other people doing regardless right then it's like why not right it all it is right. I don't know yes. it's, yeah it seems as though maybe we put some kind of stigma on it maybe kind of you know what I mean like is there some kind of stigma to coaching, but
1: why? That doesn't even make sense when you think about yeah. it. Uh, you know, Pharaoh was just saying, uh, very successful people get coaching. I, yeah. You know I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. Uh-oh. That's what I did <laughs> on the podcast. Do you think that it might be related to um, this thing where I know in the Black church, traditionally, and when I when I grew up, it was there was a lot of you know, you don't need a therapist, you don't need a psychologist, you just need Jesus, right? Remember, I mean, I'm not sure you maybe you didn't hear that. And so it took a while before our uh, churches, black churches, started incorporating um, therapy and counseling and and that type of thing as part of the whole body, even Christian experience. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like we're we're definitely there now, but I'm wondering if that's part of it. There is a bit of a stigma on having. You need
2: help, needing mm-hmm. help, right? I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I was gonna. I want so before we go there, I do want to go back to Ramel's point about like why not. That, that question, when I stopped looking at things, situations, opportunities from the lens of why and started asking why not, mm-hmm. life literally changed. Mm-hmm. I'm, like I'm telling you. So that, that is literally my favorite question. Why not? And so yeah. to your point, like, just to end on that point we were on before, mm-hmm. why not? Why not? Why not? And, and let, let me also be clear. Why not? Could be because it costs a lot of money. And here's the thing. You can find hello, a coach who's not charging $500 an hour because she cares about the audience that she's trying to get to and make it more affordable. Not that all of us can't afford a $500 co- an hour coach, but... I want to get to the people who don't know to say that $500 makes it worth it. And I charge a fraction of the cost because I want you at least to dip your toe in and see if it works for you, right? Mm -hmm. So usually that's the biggest why not, Mm -hmm. but here I am, so you can't use that anymore. So I, I just wanted to pull that thread a little bit more because that's so important. Back to your point though, Twanda, about, you know, I and this is a whole nother conversation. I don't know that in the church (laughs) we're at the point where everybody's over the, you don't need a therapist, you need Jesus. Right. I don't know that everybody's over that. I still hear some of that, but either way, I don't think that's the same stigma or overlay um, with coaching. I think there's still this mystery I I haven't heard anybody in the church talk about coaching doesn't mean it hasn't happened but I think it truly is that mystery but on a macro level again back to Ramel's point is like oh another thing or resource for help Mm -hmm. right that's where the stigma may be is that I didn't have a coach when I was figuring life out. Go get a, go, go figure it out. Right. Yes. Um, I didn't have a therapist when I was going through stuff, go figure it out, go figure it out and pray. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a sponsor. Go fi- Like, yeah. I think the stigma is in this changing of the guard a little bit mm-hmm. um, generationally that that's still at play. So that may be contributing to it. I haven't, I haven't really thought about that enough as it relates to the church in particular to, to have a really objective opinion, well, an opinion about that. But if I had to, to make a call on it, I think it's less that and more of just the lens. Another thing to say, you're not a hundred percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And therefore like, really, do you really need it? You know, I think yeah. that's where the stigma is probably. um. Yeah. That That makes
0: sense. Um, And I just want to, I just, just thinking about some of the stuff we were planning on talking about, but um, when we think the word executive, we tend to think corporate, right? Mm -hmm. And I imagine just after talking to you that that, it doesn't mean corporate, right? It means so much more than that. It's all encompassing. Yeah. Yeah, If you have your own business, if you're, you know, whatever level that you're working, even sounds like from listening to you, if I'm trying
1: to figure out my career, maybe I, you know, I could be in between or look at, it sounds like, okay, so I've, I've got kids in college. <laughs> I'm like, oh, a career coach to help my kid to help, you know, help her. She, uh, I've got a daughter who's going to graduate. I'm like, oh, sounds like maybe something I might want to get for her to help make sure she gets off. On the best start you know trying to do better for my kids and for myself um just like we we hired a coach or something like that when it was about graduation time and she needed to get her done and she needed to research the right colleges and i wanted to be able to help i was going i was in masters my master's program at the time and i just needed another person who was more skilled and understood and could lead her in the right direction And so this really feels like another really cool next step. It's like, okay, babe, you just graduated from college and starting your first (laughs) job. We've got you a
2: career coach. I like that. I Honestly, it's, it's so funny because another mom reached out to me for her daughter for the same reason. And I mean, what I wouldn't have given for my mom to say, Mm -hmm. here's a career coach for you. I'm going to take care of it for you. And, you know, I even said to the mom, like this warmed my heart, your email in my inbox, first email of the day, like you're investing in your daughter. Mm -hmm. And, Like, nah, that's for women over 40. I'm like, I'm not even over 40. Like, would you, but she didn't want it right because there's this mystery. Um, and so I thought that was a loss, but you're spot on. And what I appreciate most about your reflection there is, um, I think like Ramel, you said it, um, executive coach, but then Tawanda, you you actually changed. I don't know if you heard yourself, you said career coach, right? The difference in a coach, and, and I would encourage everybody to really listen to people when they're presenting themselves in this work, including me. So I'm going to ask you guys to actually keep me accountable here. Mm-hmm. I think I use the word executive coach mo- much less to describe myself than I use the word professional coach. Because uh, the reality is, my portfolio of clients is actually 50-50, Mm-hmm. I have 50% truly defined executives on the corporate sense. And then on the other, I have people who I'm, I am just their professional coach. Like, it's not because they're executives that I'm their mm-hmm. coach. I'm a coach because I'm a professional coach. Um, you don't get a certification in being an executive coach, you get a certification in being a professional coach. And that. so it, it, And I love that actually, because I love my executive clients, but I'd be bored if I only had executive clients, right? Mm -hmm. I love the entrepreneur that I get to work with. I love the newbie who just, you know, graduated out of college and is like, maybe this coaching thing will help me for X, Y, and Z. I love, I do have a portfolio of moms who I work with because for them, it's about the transition and self-identity that they're trying to form in the new stage of their okay. life, right? The, the finger snap on that one too. Kind of feeling there we are. She talking about yeah, it. Yeah, no. And, and the reason I say listen to people is because if they are saying executive coach, if they are actually saying that most consistently, then yeah, they probably only want to work with executive coaches. You know, I've written, when I've had to write bios, I've included executive coach um, because I think people resonate with that more. Like they get what that is. Mm -hmm. You say professional coach, you're like, well, is she coaching basketball? Is she coaching ball? Like, what are you doing? I get it, I get it. You know, regardless of how it's presented, really find out what executive means for that person. For me, it is what I said in the beginning. You're the executive of your life. And so, yeah, I'm everybody's executive coach who works with me, but executive in the sense of... I want to work with the CEO of your life. That's you.
0: I can't think of a better spot to like end that. <laughs> I yeah, think I'm it the is CEO like, of my life. I, I'm saying like, what a better way. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you so much, Farah, for that. And
1: That was I mean, very helpful.
0: This is very helpful. It's just like. I'm glad. Oh, I you know what, Twanda? I love our job, right?
1: I do too. This oh, is <laughs> great. I'm not, I've got a new idea. I'm like, oh, my daughter <laughs> listens to this, so she might not hold me accountable. I'm just like, this is this feels like a really good thing to do. So anyway, I'm just I'm, I'm I I feel really good about the information that you provided. Oh, wow. I can stand better. I can apply it better. So thank you, thank you. And
0: yeah. thank you. that is so fantastic. And so, Uncle, um, ahead. I'm sorry.
2: No, no, no. I I wanted to just note for your listeners as well, like thank you to you because your goal, I think, keep me honest again, in inviting me is just to take the mask off of what this thing is, you know, people talk about it. And so thank you to you for gifting your audience that insight, because Mm -hmm. if you have information, you can make a better decision and that's what this is all about. So thank you both. Oh,
0: wow. Well, Farrah, why don't you tell our listeners, um, if, uh, where they can reach you if they're interested in having a conversation with you.
2: Absolutely. So you can visit my website. It's just my full name, tharabernier.com, F-A-R-A-H-B-E-R-N-I-E-R. Um, lots of information there about what is coaching and who am I. You can even sign up on the website. Um, you can also visit uh, Living Fabulously Fierce on Instagram, Facebook. And the Living Fabulously Fierce on podcast, uh, excuse me, Living Fabulously Fierce podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And we just launched season two yesterday. So I'm really excited about this season. Um, I will just share at a high level, we are deep diving into authenticity this season. And um, I've done a bunch of recordings with some amazing women so far. I'm, I'm so excited um, for this season to be shared with all of you.
0: Oh, that is fantastic. It is so funny how as podcasters we have to say wherever you can find your like, wherever yeah, you yeah. found your podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> we get used to exactly. that right? <laughs> exactly. You know, my day job, I, I, you know, can't compete with my, my day job. So I have to, wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Well, one more thing,
0: we couldn't leave you. I'm going to let Tawanda ask this question. That's my favorite question. Thanks,
1: Mel. you welcome. I, I just wanted to know, Farrah, what is your superpower?
2: Yes. So, um, my superpower is I'm, a really excellent listener. And, and it sounds like, oh, duh, because you're a coach. No, I'm a really good listener because I really operate with a lot of curiosity and care. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things we all want, one of the most critical things we all want, and Oprah talks about, we just want to know that we are heard, we are seen, and that mm-hmm. we belong. Mm-hmm. And listening has been something that has been so important to me from when i was just a child and now to operate with that skill on the day-to-day as part of my daily work um it truly is um a differentiator and and my superpower
0: awesome i I love that i love that well, um, we just want to take this opportunity to thank our listeners and to thank Farah for coming in with us and uh, sharing all of this great information. I couldn't imagine a better person to have sit Aww. down with us um, for the afternoon. So thank you so much, Farah. We appreciate you so much um, thank you for having me you're very welcome so listeners thanks again for stopping by and until next time peace and blessings thanks for joining us today don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at girlpodcast
1: that's girl with three R's and if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at
0: girlpodcasts at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. <laughs> so until next time, peace, peace and, and blessings. blessings.